This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of the Freeland 5, brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Friday, April the 15th, 2022. Hope everybody's having a great end of their week. Looking forward to a nice, long, and relaxing weekend spent with family and friends. There's several things that are trending right now in the world of professional wrestling, so let's get right into it. Raquel Rodriguez, previously known as Raquel Gonzalez, made her main roster debut on last week's episode of WWE SmackDown, where she did a backstage interview. Now, during a recent interview with WWE, Rodriguez spoke about her debut, and she said the following. Being able to walk into SmackDown and know this is my official call-up is just like, it's nerve-wracking because it's more pressure, but it's also exciting because it's what we work for so hard. We work so hard to work for looking forward to coming to a Raw or a SmackDown. She also credits Dakota Kai for being a mentor, a friend, and a tag team partner in NXT. 
We're so excited for her success. If you'd like to read more on this article, Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour for eWrestling News. All right, let's talk about the ratings breakdown for AEW Dynamite, which happened this past Wednesday night. Now, Andrew Ravens is also reporting AEW Dynamite on TBS pulled 977,000 viewers, which is slightly down from the show's last week, which brought in 989,000. They drew a .37 in the 18-49 demo, which is also down from the .38 that they did last week. Now, you can see, if you head on over to eWrestling News, there is a breakdown for the entire show as far as the quarter hours and how the show did. If you're big into the metrics, follow Andrew Ravens, not only in this article, but all over social media as well. He'll have all of the details when it comes to AEW ratings. All right, moving on. Andrew Ravens is also writing in at this hour. William Regal, the new addition to AEW, states that he knew exactly when WWE was going to hire John Moxley. During an appearance on the Talk is Jericho podcast, William Regal talked about what it was like when John Moxley came to FCW and the developmental system of WWE. Regal said, and I quote, that was before I had the opportunity to be involved in hiring anybody. There were just two people when I got there that I knew before anybody else. They were going to change the way WWE was doing things, and that one person was Triple H. He asked me to do a job. Nobody else seemed to know. We went to FCW, and it was like the day of reckoning. Triple H was now officially in charge, and now I was going to be also doing this. When John got there, things just happened. If you'd like to read more of the article about what he has to say about not only John Moxley, but all of the things that happened when he first got into WWE, Andrew Ravens is writing at this hour, William Regal reveals the moment he knew John Moxley would be hired by WWE. Brandon Ewing is also writing at this hour, the full 2021 salaries for WWE corporate has officially been released. Now, WWE has released their 2021 proxy statement that reveals the full salaries for Stephanie McMahon, Levesque, Paul Levesque, Nick Khan, Vince McMahon, among others. Now, here's basically the breakdown. Vince McMahon earned $5,051,547 in 2021, now along with another $13.8 million in stock dividends. That includes $1.4 million in salary, $1,671,000 in stock rewards, $1,960,000 in a bonus that was paid out because of performance and 20,000 in other compensations. WWE president Nick Khan earned 5,706,000 on a base pay of 1.2 million salary. He also had 1.8 million in stock options, 2.6 in bonus pay and performance and 32,000 in what is called other revenue. Triple H earned 2.8 million. His base salary is 730,000. Stephanie McMahon earned 2.5 million. Her base salary is still also just 700 and $30,000. And WWE CFO Frank Riddick earned $6.6 million and a $5 million signing bonus in November. Now, Shane McMahon made $1,313,000 through his talent contract. He only had one match, which was last year at WrestleMania. So, so many things are coming out as far as what the details are regarding those high up in WWE, what they make, and all the information is being reported by Brandon Ewing today on wrestling news. I had mentioned this before. Are you a big fan of knowing the metrics, the ratings, the salaries? Or are you just one of the fans that say, you know what? I can't do much about it, so I might as well just go ahead and just enjoy the product. Or are you one of those people who say, no, I'm really interested in knowing all these other finite details that happen within wrestling. There's two different types of fans, and you know what? Nothing wrong with either one of them. Moving on, Thomas Lawson is reporting, former WWE writer says Vince McMahon would kill you for using certain banned words. Former WWE writer Vince Russo 
Russo said that he and Vince McMahon would be furious over hearing the term strap on television. Strap, which is another term for a championship belt or title, is several banned words that cannot be uttered on WWE programming. On the latest of The Bro Show featuring Diamond Dallas Page and Vince Russo, they discussed what makes the chairman tick. He's a stickler for that kind of stuff, especially the word strap. He would kill you if you said strap, literally, to me personally. I just always thought that all that stuff was silly. They're wrestlers. Yes, they're superstars, but they wrestle, so they are wrestlers. Belt, strap, title, to me it's all the same. But Vince is a little into the specifics and he has different idiosyncrasies when it comes to how things are described. Now, DDP explained how he didn't struggle to adapt to WWE's vernacular when joining the company in 2001. Page would say, I just knew when I got to WWE, those were the words. All right, whichever words you want me to say, I'll use. Superstar, superstar. But I still knew we were just wrestlers. They were interchangeable to me. And when it's a title, it's more prestigious. Vince McMahon isn't wrong, but that's just Vince McMahon. Now, interestingly enough, on this week's Raw, Cody Rhodes used two banned words during his segment with The Miz. Now, he used the word championship belt, which obviously is something that is not to be said, and he also used the word wrestler. You want to find out more information on this and read the article in its entirety. Thomas Lawson is reporting at this hour for e-wrestling news. Moving on, Tony Khan is talking about Satnam Singh's debut on Dynamite and how things might have been done a little bit differently. AEW President Tony Khan has distanced himself from the debut of Satnam Singh, which received a mixed response from the fans. Now, Singh debuted on this week's of Dynamite by attacking Samoa Joe to close out the show, but fans have been criticizing after a brand new star debuted in such an important moment, but in a weird way. It's also been reported that Singh's debut is believed to be a part of AEW's attempt to expand their Indian market, which once again received mixed reviews backstage. Now, speaking to Busted Open Radio, Khan discussed how things might have been done a little bit differently. He says, and I quote, I could have done it better. It's one of those things I wish I had done it differently because the fans are always going to be right. So if the fans don't like something, sometimes there's something you're trying to do and you're just going to get heat. So if you're trying to get heat, well, then you're doing it right. Certain situations call for certain things. I probably should have done it differently now that I look at it in hindsight. To be honest, it wasn't my idea to turn the lights out, but I am the ultimate filter who everything ultimately goes through. If you'd like to go ahead and read more about the debut of Satnam Singh and Tony Khan's responses to the fan interactions, cruise on over to eWrestling News. Thomas Lawson is writing all of this at this hour. All right. More information coming out now. AAA has some more news, and Brandon Ewing is writing upon that. AAA is looking to have English commentary for all of their major shows going forward. Now, AAA is looking to bring the English commentary booth back for all major AAA events down in Mexico. Now, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, this would be for their four major shows. That would also include the Triple Mania event starting in Monterey on April the 30th. Now, AAA has had them before, but is looking to make sure that from here on out, everyone who watches the AAA product will have the ability to enjoy it in English as well. New information coming out on Joe Gacy. Brandon Ewing is writing at this hour. A new pay-per-view will be airing in May that will be focusing on WWE NXT superstar Joe Gacy during his days in CCW. Now, the title of the pay-per-view is simply called Joe Gacy the Maniac. Stonecutter Media has released a full statement regarding the pay-per-view as below. Joe Gacy the Maniac in May on pay-per-view and on demand. You know Joe 
Gacy as a WWE NXT star. The chainsaw strikes fear into other wrestlers with his slaughter choke and his ripper knees. You've seen him in some of the biggest fights and some of the biggest venues on primetime TV. Now you can see the three-time CZW World Heavyweight Champion and the early fights and championship bouts that rocketed him into stardom. So if you are a Joe Gacy fan, you'll be able to catch this very soon. It will be on pay-per-view and on demand. CZW is making a big name for itself most recently. A lot of investors are looking to potentially make a relationship with CZW, much like AEW has done with AAA and with New Japan. All right, Brandon Ewing is writing in at this hour. Sting files for a new trademark for the Scorpion logo. AEW star Sting has filed a new trademark for his Scorpion logo. You can find out all the informations before he made the final decision. Now, the trademark is for hats, shirts, socks, sweatshirts, bandanas, hoodies, and everything else, including action figures. If you're curious about this, Brandon Ewing at eWrestling News is writing in at this hour. WWE files a new trademark for Los Lotharios Tag Team. Brandon Ewing is writing also in at this hour from eWrestling News that WWE has filed a trademark for Los Lotharios Tag Team. The trademark description reads as follows. For entertainment services, namely wrestling, exhibitions, and performances, WWE is looking to file many different types of trademarks coming up, including wrestlers using names that are not their own. Very interestingly enough, Vince McMahon also came out and said he does not prefer wrestlers to use their own names anymore for the simple fact of marketing purposes. All right, Brandon Ewing is writing also at this hour, Juice Robinson confirms, nope, I'm not retiring just because my New Japan contract is ending. Juice Robinson's contract with New Japan is set to expire at the end of April. New Japan's Windy City Riot will most likely be the last event he has with the company for this time. Robinson says he doesn't feel like wrestling. Uh, that has led to rumors of maybe him walking away from the business entirely. Now, that's not 100% true. He is ready to walk away, but he's ready to walk away from New Japan. According to Fightful, Robinson has clarified the remarks and said that it's not the case at all. Robinson is planning to continue wrestling, but he's looking to work only a few dates at a time and not with New Japan. Now, Robinson's deal with New Japan was originally set to expire on January 31st, but he signed a contract extension through the end of April. The reason for Robinson not taking any additional dates is because he doesn't want to be tied down to one solid contract with just one company. If he could get it his way, he would like to work many different events with many different companies. He'd be open to working with Impact again after he leaves New Japan. If you're a Juice Robinson fan, the Windy City event may be the last time you may be able to see him, so it'd be interesting to find out what is next for him. Brandon Ewing is also writing in AEW star Nyla Rose says she hopes to be in wrestling until the day she dies. AEW star Nyla Rose recently was interviewed at the Battleground podcast where she spoke about what she would like to do and how she would like to be a part of the wrestling business until the day she passes away. She said in a quote, I've got the wrestling sickness. I don't want to go anywhere, honestly. I would love to be a part of this industry until my last breath. As actually as morbid as that sounds. After I can no longer be in the ring, I would love to be someone like Vicky. I would love to take on a role like that where I can still be involved and do some other types of duties and work backstage as a producer or just in some kind of way to be constantly in touch with the industry, specifically to be in touch with AEW. I just love working here and I want to work here for the rest of my life. Very interesting comments coming from Nyla Rose as she is a highly 
respected talent backstage at AEW, and I'm sure that when the time comes, an opportunity will present itself. Let's jump over to Wrestling Inc. right now. Matthew Carlins is writing in at this hour. Brock Lesnar was reportedly never supposed to be booked for WWE Backlash. Brock Lesnar was never booked to be at WWE Backlash, despite WWE having advertised him until this week for the event. Now, according to a new report from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Brock Lesnar was pulled from the talent listing for WrestleMania Backlash earlier this week, and he'd been advertised to the event since it was first announced. However, according to the Wrestling Observer, there was never plans to have him appear on the show. The Observer called it a different type of false advertising that WWE usually does. The Observer reported that it was the not the situation that WWE management changed its mind on someone or is forcing someone to miss something. The Observer states that WWE always knew Lesnar was not going to appear, but they chose to advertise him on the show anyway. Interesting enough about that, when will be the next time we see Brock Lesnar? We're just going to have to wait and find out. We talked about the name changes. Well, Mark Middleton is going to be giving a little bit more clarity when it comes to WWE wrestler name changes. Now, we've seen many superstars go ahead and change their names to the chagrin of a lot of WWE fans. Now, Chairman and CEO Vince McMahon reportedly is now making a statement regarding why his superstars are changing their names. It is now going to be a new trend in WWE. There have been recent changes to the superstars' names in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that most recently there was a memo that was released from Vince McMahon and he doesn't want anyone using their real names anymore or any type of name that they used on the indies. The former Walter became Gunther before Walter was his real name and he used it in the indies. Marcel Barthol's real name to Ludwig Kaiser is interesting as this was a WWE name that actually was never used before. Now, Raul Mendoza was changed to Cruz del Toro this past week, but there's no word on if he's going to be called up from NXT. Pete Dunne was renamed Butch. Raquel Gonzalez was renamed Raquel Rodriguez this past week as well, as she was brought into SmackDown in an earlier article we covered. Now, there's obvious exceptions to this rule, like every rule there is. It was noted that the decree applies mostly to people just coming to the main roster, but obviously this doesn't apply to Cody Rhodes or Gable Stevenson. It was announced this past week that Austin Theory is now going just by Theory. There was speculation on his name change being related to WWE Hall of Famer Steve Austin, but that was just not the case. The Observer notes that Theory's name was changed because his real name is Austin White. For more information on WWE name changes and what else you might be able to expect, check out Mark Middleton at Wrestling Inc. All right, Eric Mutter's writing in about Pat McAfee, and he was talking about what his WrestleMania week was like. Now, if you've been looking a little behind the scenes at WrestleMania during some peaks of their different documentaries, Pat McAfee now has you covered. The former NFL punter and occasional wrestler and WWE Friday Night SmackDown commentator posted a video Thursday evening on his YouTube channel documenting his entire WrestleMania weekend. The footage began with McAfee and his entourage arriving in Dallas on Wednesday and scooping out at Stadium as he was trying to find all the interesting details of the arena. He was then running into a robot while leaving AT&T Stadium's parking lot. Then he delved into the rest of his week, then clips from the Pat McAfee show and some brief footage showing him preparing for WrestleMania. If you'd like to read the entire article about what happened to Pat McAfee behind the scenes before his big WrestleMania year, check out Eric Mutter's article. That's now on Wrestling Inc. More information coming from Wrestling Inc. Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy's taking the heat 
for the botched tables match that happened a few weeks ago on AEW Dynamite. Uh, Marco Rivera is writing in at this hour. On the latest episode of The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, the AEW superstar talked about the Hardy Boys table match against the Butcher and the Blade two weeks ago on AEW Dynamite. During the match, Matt Hardy hit a top rope leg drop on Butcher through a table in which the AEW announcers thought that meant he was eliminated from the match. But as the match went on, the AEW commentators continued to try to piece together the rules of this match, making it very difficult to understand what exactly was happening when someone went through a table and what qualified as winning the match. Several people were left confused at home by the ending of the match, including former WWE superstar Lance Storm. Matt Hardy spoke about the controversy of the match, and he revealed that he had not relayed the rules of the match to the commentators before. He says, and I quote, the reason there was a controversy behind the tables match was mainly because of social media, Hardy said, and I've said in the past, the best thing about social media is that it gives every Everybody a voice, and the worst thing about social media is it gives everyone a voice. Sometimes there's just people that comment on things, make things too overly difficult. I will take responsibility for it. Even though technically I don't think it was my fault, I'll take the heat. If you'd like to read more on this article about how the tables match went awry, check out Marco Rivera's article right now, trending on Wrestling Inc. Moving on, we have so many interesting things that are going to be happening tonight. Mark Middleton is writing. Now, Rampage is going to be a special Rampage tonight, Hangman Adam Page is going to be defending the World Championship against Adam Cole. So tonight's AEW Rampage will be airing on TNT and will be a live episode that will take place from the Curtis Caldwell Center in Garland, Texas. Rampage is airing live at a special time of 7pm Eastern Standard Time instead of its typical 10pm due to NBA coverage on TNT. Now tonight's Rampage will be headlined by the Texas Deathmatch for the AEW World Title between Hangman Adam Page defending against Adam Cole. AEW has also announced the following matches for tonight's live event. The Blackpool Combat Club, John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Ring of Honor Pure Champion Wheeler Yuta with William Regal, debuts against the Gun Club, Billy Club, Colton Gun, and Austin Gun. Ruby Soho is going to be taking on Robin Redicade in a qualifier for the Owen Hart Tournament. AEW World Champion, as I mentioned before, Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole. Stay tuned, there will be more information about this major event. Once again, don't miss tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TNT. That is going to do it for all the headlines that are making waves right now in the world of pro wrestling. If there is something that you would like to hear me talk about on the Freeland 5, definitely hit me up on social media. My DMs are always open. I am at Mike Freeland, M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. Hope all is well, and we will catch you next time on the Freeland 5. The world of MLW Radio never stops. 